Old Gold Club. Old Gold Club. So hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows. Welcome along to another episode of Old Gold Club, My Golden Game. Delighted to say on this episode, we are talking to former striker David Ned Kelly. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, Mikey. Not too bad, thanks. How are you coping? How am I coping? Dog walking and not a fat lot else after that, really, to be quite honest. I've been been lucky that um, that Warsaw have let me uh, go to the best, got and do a few commentaries, so I've been seeing... uh, a little bit of Warsaw, and then, of course, trying to keep up abreast with everything on uh, on on the television of to watch every other football game that you possibly can. But it's becoming a bit boring, I think. Because we we would often see you come to games and stuff, and uh, you just been saying to me like, I don't know whether you, it makes you realise just how much you still love the game when you can't actually be at matches and soak up that atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, you know, I've been I'm, I'm I've been been fortunate really that uh, that Warsaw um, asked me to to do a few of the countries. So I'm getting to watch live football, and of course, not very many people are. As as we know, it's it's just a couple of ex players and the journalists that uh, are actually present, and the and the footballing staff. Um, you know, a couple of my pals, you think that, that you know, there's, you can invite your pal with you and you can take a few people in with you. But, <laughs> of course, that that just doesn't happen. You know, it's uh, it's proper, proper lockdown within the grounds. Yeah, if that was the case, I mean, I've already had so many offers to carry <laughs> yeah. bags and all that sort of stuff. If that was the case, then, you know, I think we'd have, uh, I think we'd probably fill 30,000 people would volunteer. Yeah, I think you'd in, in. in the bright... In the, in the bribes that you would have taken, Mikey, you'd have doubled your wages. <laughs> hey, who told you I get wages? I didn't know I was getting wages. Um, so it's funny though, like because we talk about being an ex-player, like we're getting on for what twenty years nearly since you stopped playing, which feels weird yeah. in a way. Uh, two thousand and two, I. Uh... My last game was the uh, the Irish Cup final for Derry City. We beat Shamrock Rovers 1-0. And I retired on the back of a 1-0 win. And then uh, when I got the assistant manager job at Tranmere, yeah, it's summer of 2002. Does it feel like almost two decades? Uh, no, because I've been fortunate that I've had <laughs> numerous amounts of, uh, of jobs within the, within the Football League. Uh, you know, so I've kept, I've been very, very fortunate, Mikey, and kept really busy with, with coaching with some, you know, some really good people. It, it's it's quite funny, the game that we're talking about in a bit, Mark Robbins, who I worked with at Scunthorpe, who's obviously now at Coventry, a really good pal and friend of mine. Uh, it's weird, I forgot he was actually playing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked with Mark for the best part of two years at Scunthorpe. Because it, it's... We're going back, uh, to about two decades, we're going back 26 years, 8th of February, uh, sorry, 18th of February, 1995, the 1-0 win over Leicester in the FA Cup run. And the reason I, I almost said 8th of February is because I've got it open on my screen for both that and the Sheffield Wednesday game, which is, <laughs> for many fans, the iconic game of that Cup run, but not so much for you. Well, it, it it was all about a penalty shootout, wasn't it? <laughs> it's probably the the best penalty ever taken by a professional player 
Kevin Pressman, the goalkeeper. <laughs> Without doubt, the, the 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 most wonderful penalty taken I think ever. If if you could put a ball in the corner so far up into the one side of the goal, right in the corner, and how Prezi done that, I'll never know. And then of course, you know, Chris misses and stuff, and you know, old Ralphie Goodman puts us through. Because that's like one of the greatest penalty shootouts, not just because Kevin Pressman scores, but the fact that Wolves missed the first two and were 3-0 down. And and then the pressure that came on all you guys and you score, of course, in the in the 90 minutes as well. So from that, and if you ask any fans, they'll talk about the atmosphere for that game. Yeah, brilliant. Being unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. And and also as well, Tomo, our best penalty taker, taking the first one and missing. You know, he'd scored, he'd scored seven, hadn't he, before, before, seven or eight beforehand, and then he goes and misses in the penalty shootout. He must have been on the drink the day before, Tomo. Well, knowing you boys at the time, you probably all were, weren't you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, so you've spent too much time with me and Tomo as well. You know that I just love the reference of bringing up the fact that he missed in that shootout. But what was it about the Leicester game then that, that I, made I it think the so bit, special? Yeah, yeah, I think a little bit of the build-up because they they were obviously um, in a different league to us for a start. Um, you know, we were in what was it called? I was trying to think of what it was called the other day. The what the, the football league was called at the time. Well, the, was it was it an insurance company or something? And Ensley, the Ensley yeah. League. I think, I think that was what it might have been called. And of course, they they've got um, you know Mark Robbins and. And Ewan and you know Drapes and Parks and Simon Grayson and you know they've got a got a really good team, you know. So uh, for us to uh, we were a little bit the underdogs, I would say, even though we're at home. Did you like that though? Do you think that team liked that? Uh, I think so. I, th- I mean, we had we had good players, you know. We we did. We had, we we had a good squad, you know, and. And also, we'd we'd got quite a few injuries. If 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 you uh, you remember, um, you know, Graham Taylor had brought in some some real quality into the group, you know, and uh, we had three or four injuries and stuff like that. And you know, so we, it was being built a little bit, especially with by Mark McGee, the Leicester manager as well at the time. You know, um, we'd we'd all read a few comments that he'd said that, you know, they were they were looking forward to the. Uh, to the game and obviously they were they would have been favourites for it so were you aware of all that you know were yeah, you one who yeah. tended to read those kind of comments I was yeah that 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 was right at my street that because then it was uh you know well let's let's try and show them then you know and to and to be fair I mean it, it was a really really good game it was quite end-to-end there was lots of chances lots of different people had random people like Tomo Ending up in a penalty box and having a chance of missing and stuff, and you know it's uh, it was it was just a re- I just remember it being a really good game. I mean it rammed as well. The Molyneux was rammed. So I think it was a sellout, twenty eight thousand sellout. You know, and as as we know, it can get a bit lively at the Molyneux sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, I want to take you back to that point about being underdogs, though, because part of the reason I asked whether you, you guys like that is the fact that. So often at that time, you probably weren't underdogs. You were, you were the team that were up there to be shot at, basically, because of the spending and the players yeah. that you had. 
Yeah, well, it was it, it was a, a, a change, wasn't it, for us? I, I, I suppose you know, Sheffield Wednesday. You know, we wasn't supposed to beat Sheffield Wednesday. I know we, you know, we went through on penalties and stuff, but um, you know, to, so to, to get Leicester, you know, and Leicester, it, it's a it, it's it classed as a mini local derby, isn't it? They're not that close to to the West Midlands, but it's still a local derby, and it was uh, it was just a really good fit. I just thought it was a really good fixture, and of course, I'd played for them before as well, so. That was uh, that was um, a little bit more special for me as well, because people kind of forget that you weren't on a great run in the league in kind of the November and December of that season, and and maybe it was the FA Cup that kind of got you all going. A little bit, yeah. I would I would say that that you know that would be the case, and, and like like you said just a while ago, that you know there was a few injuries in the team, you know, um, and and we. We'd got we'd got such a good squad, you know. If you were to be putting uh, all of the our, our first team um, team against Leicester, then it would be quite an easy uh, an equal matchup, you know. But we did have quite a lot of injuries, and you know Leicester were were the favourites. Did you guys see yourself though as a Premiership team playing in Ensley Division One or whatever it was called at the time? Uh, no, I don't think that 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 would be fair. Um, you know, because you know, ultimately, although we we'd got you know a, a good set of players, uh, we were an Ender League team. That was it. You know, it was uh, there was no there was no divine right. There's never a divine right for anybody to to be able to get promoted. You know, you you have to be um, a couple of the top teams within the league to to get promoted. And we all know over the years how difficult that that can be. Yeah, I, I just it's that element though, isn't it? Of the you say the players that were around at the time, the the view. I wondered what it was like playing in that kind of season because obviously you know people look at the manager at the time as mm. well, and it that all adds to that element of nobody really expected Graham Taylor to to rock up outside of the top level, and yet there he was with all you guys at Wolves. Yeah, I think that. Um... You know, as I said just a while ago, that that we did have quite a few injuries, and we had quite we had quite serious injuries, didn't we, at the time? You know, we didn't have like things that were you know people could get over in two weeks. We had people out for for long spells. You know, Froggy and and Bully. I mean, Bully was out for for a lot of the time, wasn't he? At the time, but that I guess gave you a real solid run. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You know, until, until he come back in, and then uh, and then Graham sold me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's another story, though. Yeah, not that that still plays on your mind. <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say, you know, you're the only one I can get any money for. <laughs> <laughs> but that is an element because this is the season where you finish as top scorer as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I yeah. think had been like the first time in about six years that Bully hadn't been top scorer? Yeah, but he'd been injured for most of the year, don't forget. <laughs> you can't score when you're on the uh, on the treatment table. No, he's... Uh, I love him, Bully. He's, uh, he's such a good kid, you know. I mean, what did he, did he score three seasons consecutively of 50? Yeah, uh, two, yeah. I think Is he it was. two? I always, my, I've always told people it's three. I've made him even better than he thought he was. Hang on. No, it was definitely two, yeah. 52 yeah. in 87, 88, and then 50 in uh, 88, 89. 
and then he went down to 27 for two years in a row. Uh, he, he mustn't have been shooting with his left foot in those in that, <laughs> that third year. But you know, I mean, what a goal scorer! Brilliant. What what a bloke as well. But what you know, what a goal scorer and you know the most wonderful ambassador for the Wolves. That's for sure. But then it was, I say, it's Steve Ball, it's you, it's Don Goodman. I mean, you know, three, that, three into two, three into two don't go. But that is a hell of a strike force. I know, but it, as as I said, you know, I was. Uh, it was weird, really, because uh, just just before I left, <laughs> going off the subject that we're talking about, but just before I left, uh, I can remember having a conversation with Bully and him saying, "Don't leave, don't leave," and I'm saying, like, "Bully." I've got to leave. I want to go and play first team football. I don't want to sit on the bench waiting for, for you or Don to, to break down or stuff. So that's not how it works for me. I just want to play in the first team. I don't I don't want to be in the reserves and don't want to be a substitute. And you know, that's uh and that's ultimately why I left the club. It was there was nothing to do with anything apart from the fact I wanted to play. Yeah. But you did play in this game, as we say. You're a key part of the of the cup run as a whole. Really, but in this Leicester game, you you mentioned that it was it was kind of really end to end and entertaining. Can you remember what Graham Taylor would have said to you beforehand? Because you mentioned you're you against a team from the division above. Yeah. Was that always the, the, the kind of game plan to just go at them? Yeah, I think so. I think the the other side of it is as well is that you know as a, a motivational factor is that you're playing against you know the team from the the higher league so you know go and show your your worth go and show that um you you should be on a, a level playing fields with them and uh, you know go and take the game to them you know and and i think you know graham got a little bit of um sticky press at, at different times about him you know possibly being uh, setting teams up negatively but you know we were an, we were an attack minded team you know um we really were, you know. Don Don was a really good signing uh, for the Wolves. You know, he really, he really was because he was he was all in. He was always all in, and you know, when you played up front with him, you knew that as long as the two of you were you were close enough to try and create relationships and try to create a partnership, you know, that we, you were going to have a little bit of success. Well, let, I'm going to let you talk through the goal, but it is for me one of the classic striker pairing goals. Well, Mike, I had to watch it again because I got I was under the impression that it come from a corner, but it, it came from an interception, didn't it? Yeah. Vino, I, I, I must admit, I did watch it again. Vino intercepted it, you know, and he, he would tell 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 anybody out there Vino because he was that good. Apart from Pele and Maradona and Messi, Vino is I think he's number four on the list because if you listen to how he talks about how good he was he's uh, he's a special talent anyway he <laughs> he would say that he made a a, a a wonderful pass into me and um i was fortunate enough to miss it and let it go past my body and all of a sudden we're on the break hang on uh, you you're playing this down because i've watched this many times <laughs> and it's a, a subtle drop of the shoulder that I can't remember who it is that Leicester player that comes flying in, but I mean they they need to buy a ticket to get back in the game after that. <laughs> yeah, I think he gone and got me a pack of the chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I don't I don't remember who it was either, sadly. Uh, but yeah, so it was a it was a good balling from from Vino, um, you know, and then I I I, I, I suppose I did do a, quite a good turn as well. 
and then uh, then old Ralphie's on the right wing. So I've I've um, pinged it out to him. He's uh, he slowed down to let me catch him up because <laughs> he was far quicker than me. He was all done. Yeah, and a, and a wonder, I've got to say a wonderful, wonderful cross. You know, he had a he had a couple of good touches to uh, to put himself forward and um, whizzed a lovely crossing and uh, diving head out at the far post. As so I say, it's one of the, like it's a classic strikers and striker pairing goal. The link up between the two of you. What goes through your it, mind? It, it, Oh, oh, sorry, Mikey. I was going to say it is. It, it's it's nearly as excited for the person that crosses it as the person that scores it because you know it was, it was a sort of a, you know a tandem goal, a together goal. Um, you know, and you and you feel as much pride by by making the pass as you do by scoring the uh, the actual header. Um, what goes you know, through so your mind then, Dave, when when it's in there? Because I'm fascinated by this, like because you could kind of. It, with a diving header, especially, it's like, are you going to try and volley it? Are you going to try and control it? Or do you go and just throw yourself at it? Mikey, you, you can't try and volley it if you're going for a diving header. Well, no, but you know that, what I mean? Like the height of the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a point where you have to make that split-second decision of, like, what am I going to do? The giveaway point is it was a diving header, not a diving volley. <laughs> Come on, keep, keep up with the, the beat, Baggy. Yeah, no, it was just it was a really good ball across, and I think what what all coaches used to say at the time was head it down, you know, try and not let it at the top of your head, and you know, for it to to go over the crossbar, always try and head it down, and I think that was in my mind to actually head it down, so uh, to give the the keeper, um, you know, a real real big problem to try and actually save it, because was it um was it Wardy in goal or Pooley? I think it was Pooley, wasn't it? First half did. Paulie go off at half time for Leicester, the goalkeeper. I, I'm trying to see on I've got the highlights up on on it here. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Paul was the well, was it Paulie in Kevin goal, Paul, then? yeah. Yeah, because Wardy came Gavin Wood came in uh, on in the second half and made two or three really, really good saves. Yeah, so I think Paulie got injured just before half time, but he definitely let the goal in. Yeah. Wood to be fair, I've worked with Wardy at Forest and a few other places, and Wardy always said that he would have saved it. <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea of you working with all these players that you've played against <laughs> and reminding them of these special <laughs> moments. Yeah, it's it's weird when you actually watch footage of people that um, that you uh, that you played against. Um, you know, it's incredible, really, the amount of people that you end up coaching with and, um, you know, talking to. And it's funny because when I was at uh, the, the Warsaw game against Barrow the other week, Rob Kelly was the uh, was the manager, standing manager at Barrow. You know, and uh, obviously Cal's had a, a long um, career at the at the Wolves coaching and stuff. Um, I want to take you back to the goal because, you know, we talk about atmosphere and stuff. You know, you're in front of the South Bank. It goes up in... The younguns, Ned, would talk about limbs and limbs flying everywhere as people are celebrating. Can you sum up what that's like and what that noise is like? Yeah, it's like it's like an eruption. You know, it's uh, it, it you you can never it, you can never get tired of actually scoring a goal and then having the reaction from the crowd. And I think as ex-players, um, as much as you get it to a certain degree as a coach uh, and an ex-player when you go back to, 
to watch football and you see goals. The excitement of seeing goals is never, ever anywhere near. Anywhere, it doesn't come anywhere near being as exciting as when you actually score one because the whole thing just erupts. The whole, you know, Molyneux is a, a great place to play football at the best of times, but, you know, in, the, in a, a cup game as well, you know, it can be extra special. Yeah, and I actually, when you see on the footage, you see that I actually checked myself because I just, when I was going to run off, I actually then thought about Don, who made the cross. So I actually stopped myself from running, you know, going ballistic and going, running around everywhere. Yeah, because your natural celebration kind of took you towards the corner, like you'd go left, if my memory that's serves that, me right. That's right. And Don was on the rice. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I'd better go over and congratulate him as well. Forget him. Forget him. You're the one who scored. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it was a, as I said earlier on. It was a great. It was a great ball in. It really was. Because you know full well if that was Bully, Bully's not going to Don. Bully's running away, arm up. Yeah, and also if Bully was in Don's position, Bully would have had a shot. <laughs> Come on, let's let's be honest. He's, <laughs> he wouldn't be passing. <laughs> so overall. Just sum up for me kind of what that game, I guess, meant for you and your Wolves career, really. No, it was, it was yeah, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago about, you know, having a conversation, it's, you know, it is one of my favourite goals. I've got lots of favourite goals because I've been at every, all the other football clubs in the Football League, or most of them. I've got lots of really, really fam- uh, favourite goals at all the different places I've been at. You know, and that 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 goal as a whole, as a team goal, you know, and the fact that we we won the cup game and went through, um, it was a really really special goal. And you know, um, um, I bumped into a guy in St Ives about four or five years ago, a, a Wolves fan, and I was just having a beer with my my, my pals and and the girls and stuff, and uh, he he spoke me through rhyme and verse of the whole version of the the goal. And he was in the South Bank and he swears to this day that I looked at him and like sort of stood, <laughs> put me thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know whether that's actually true, of course, but, you know, but it was, it was, you know, this is sort of 20 years later and this guy's uh, reminiscing about that goal. So, you know, it was a very, very special goal. And, and like you say, when people were there in, in especially in the South Bank, because you're close to it, you know, people were there, it was a, it was a, a brilliant, um, a brilliant afternoon. That's the nice thing, isn't it, about this sometimes, that you know you can find that you've touched somebody quite individually in a way that obviously you never intended to because it's a mass of people behind that stand. But those kind of things mean different things to different people. They, they do, absolutely. You know, and it might have been somebody's first game. It might have been a son's first game or a daughter's first game. You know, it might be a poignant thing like somebody's last game and stuff like that, you know. So it is extra, it's extra special as well. As I say, this was 20 years later that this guy, we're having a drink in the pub in, in the middle of St. Ives, and this guy walks over and tells me about a goal I scored 20 years before. It was, it was a lovely, it was lovely, you know, and I'm very fortunate and blessed that that, um, that, that was the case for that guy. And at least he didn't want to talk about Bolton and getting punched by John McGinley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a different subject altogether, isn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks for listening to the Old Gold Club. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts.